You are now listening to One Hour School Life, the official sports podcast of Pin Oak Middle School. All right, welcome into another episode of One Hour School Wide. This is your host, Mr. Mertz, and I want to start off by saying a quick thank you to uh, Charlie Graff for our new intro uh, bumper. Um, we got a new kind of show coming for you this week, new and old. Um, old in the sense that we still have student segments, like a 10-minute segment or so like we usually do, but new in that we are now... F- for this week and for the next few weeks, we'll be featuring a special guest on our podcast. And those special guests will be uh, head coaches of our team sports at Pinoak Middle School. And this week we have uh, one of the coaches of the football team. We have Mr. Carter, Coach Carter, who will be doing a short interview with our friends from the, from the uh, Sports Glory segment. Um, and we recorded that yesterday before football, eighth grade football's first game. So, um, be looking for that coming up after this segment. Okay. I'm going to dive into some of the things that, uh, have been happening in the world of sports that have caught my interest in the last week or so. And, uh, I'm recording on a Friday and we've Recently got the news earlier earlier this morning that J.J. Watt is no longer going to be a member of the Houston Texans. Um, not a surprising uh, news story. Not not a surprise. Not a surprise at all, given the fiasco that the Houston Texans organization has been in the last few weeks and months. Maybe you could even say a year with. Uh, with the hiring of Bill O'Brien as the general manager. But anyways, um, not a bit, I'm not a big NFL fan and I'm, I try to be a uh, Houston Texans fan, but I've just, I'm not a huge, big, a huge Texans fan. Um, I guess if I had to pick an NFL team, they would be the team I would pick just because I live in Houston. Um, but the point I'm getting to is that um, even though I'm not a big NFL fan or Houston Texans fan, uh, I am a big fan of J.J. Watt, and um, he's been a really easy guy to cheer for over these last, uh, since I've lived here um, almost 10 years now, nine years, nine, nine and a half years. So he's kind of been, uh, and you know, even no matter how good or bad the Texans have been, He's always been there, and, uh, you know, I don't have any NFL jerseys except for one, and it has 99 on it, and it's uh, Liberty Blue, and it says what on the back. So, um, I, like I said at the beginning, I'm not surprised what has happened with the uh, Texans and J.J. Watt moving on from each other, but I didn't realize that I would be pretty sad by it, honestly. Um, I think that guy has meant a lot to uh, – not just to that organization, but to to the city of Houston. He's done a lot of good things for our city with his charitable organizations. He's seen a lot at uh, at Astro games, at, at U of H football games, at um, Rockets games. Uh, his wife used to play for the Dash, <laughs> so um, definitely has a connection to Houston. That even though he's leaving. Uh, I still think the Texans and probably even JJ will consider um, consider him part of part of us. He he's one of ours, so I wish him the best. I think it's probably the right move for him and his career. 
Um, as much as I'd like him to stay on the Texans, you know, it's, I mean, the guy's too good to, to sit here and, and go through this mess that the, that the Texans are right now. So I'm happy that he's uh, finding going to find another team and hopefully it's a team that's a, a competitor and, you know, much like, you know, the, the, the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, you know, and for example, and the Sioux, who's a, a good defensive lineman player, has bounced around a few times, uh, you know, found a landing spot in Tampa Bay and now has a Super Bowl ring. So uh, hopefully JJ doesn't bounce around that much, but uh, hopefully he can get on a team that can can win some games and and put him put him in a position to to hopefully win a Super Bowl one day. Um, I know the city of Houston is cheering for him and and wishes him the best. So that was a little bit of a somber uh, ESPN notification this morning. Uh, like I said, not super surprising, and uh, I expect within the next. I mean, it could happen in the next hour, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, in the next weeks or so, that uh, the same fate it happens with Deshaun Watson. So, yikes. Um, what is going on with the city of Houston and their athletes, by the way? Um, so over like the last year, they've lost uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, J.J. Watt. Um, if you want to throw the Dynamo in there, you can throw in Albert Elise, Mauro Monotas. Um who was the baseball player? Was it George Springer? I think he left too. Um, so man, it is a it is an exodus out of <laughs> out of the city of Houston right now. Um, uh, the only team that hasn't really been spared is the uh, Houston Dash. So I hope uh, Christy Mewis and uh, Rachel Daly and Samantha Groom are hiding somewhere before the Dash realize what what's going on and they decide to trade them too. Um, I do think Rachel Daly is actually on loan to. Uh, to one of the EPL teams. I think it's, um, hmm. Can't think of which team she's at right now, but she's playing, she's on loan. I think she's coming back though. So anyways, uh, man, kind of a sad day for the city of Houston. And I'm seeing tweets that like, um, it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to snow this weekend or in the next couple days. So, uh, the Texans, release JJ Watt and then Houston freezes over. Right. And it's kind of a pun, right? We'll see. Oh man. The Texans have a, have a long ways to go. Uh, you know, I've been to a few of the Texans games, uh, NFL games, and admittedly I'm, I'm way more of a college football fan, but when I have went to the Texans games, I've just have not felt the energy Maybe maybe it's just an NFL game. I don't know, but those are the that's the only NFL game I've ever been to as a Texans game, and I just have not felt the same energy um, that I feel when I go to a college football game. Now, granted, my heart is much more with uh, Oklahoma football than it is with the Houston Texans. Maybe part of that is uh, Oklahoma football usually wins games, and Houston Texans, who knows? You know, who knows what will happen in the game? So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Um, I, st- I think people are still going to go to the games and stuff. Uh, do, does uh, McNair need to sell the team? I mean, that's what people on Twitter are saying. I'm not really sure what uh, what to do. Oh, and Rachel Daly's on a West Ham. That's the team she plays for, uh, for the women's team for West Ham. Um, speaking of soccer, um, getting to be that time for MLS, and I'm really starting to get excited. Uh, 
I think I'm really mostly excited about the uh, jersey drop that's about to happen. And I saw two teams today have dropped their jer- top dropped one of their jerseys. I think they're away jerseys, uh, their secondary jerseys, and that was uh, DC United and uh, Real Salt Lake. So um, I'm interested to see what the new Dynamo kit will look like, especially with the new crest. It's probably going to be a new orange kit, a new primary kit since uh, last year they got a new secondary kit. So I'm assuming that the secondary kit from last year with the zigzag lines on it, uh, the black one, will be the same kit that they use this year with just the new crest on it and uh, probably a new orange kit. So um, I'm excited. I'm I'm, uh, stocking up on gift cards so that whenever it comes out, I can just, you know, convert those gift cards to whatever uh, tender I need it to be so I can buy a new kit for the upcoming season. Um, So yeah. Other than that, there's not a whole lot going on for me in sports this week. Um, Oklahoma basketball, their game versus Baylor, I think it was supposed to happen last Tuesday, was canceled because Baylor had some uh, COVID problems. Um, that's about it. Uh, Super Bowl. I think we've already talked about the Super Bowl. Or was that was that last week? That was last Sunday? Yeah, that was last Sunday. So, yeah, I guess I should talk about the Super Bowl. And my great prediction, once again, that the Chiefs would win by close to seven. And they got beat 31-9. So, uh, hey, uh, if, you're, if you're somebody that likes to bet or something, listen to whatever I say on the pod and make the opposite bet. Uh, you know, do the George Costanza, do the opposite. I'm very happy though for Bruce Arians, uh, the coach of Tampa Bay, been coaching a long time, been an assistant a long time until a few years ago when he got that uh, opportunity with the Colts and then he went to the Cardinals. Um, And I kind of became a fan of his when he was at the Cardinals. I watched that show that on Amazon prime all or nothing with the Cardinals and uh, kind of a player's coach. And, uh, Liked what he what liked what he did, and he had some good teams in Arizona, but in the last couple of years didn't work out, and then they ended up getting Cliff Kingsbury. And now they have Kyler Murray, so I think it worked out for both parties. Um, and then uh, Arians went to uh, went to Tampa Bay. And now he has a super a Super Bowl. So congratulations to him. I think he's the oldest head coach to win a Super Bowl. Um, but uh, you know, man, the Chiefs. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was the uh, Bucks defense, but. Man, the Chiefs just didn't look right on offense the whole game. They dropped balls. Um, Mahomes did not look comfortable at all in the pocket. I think I think there were two starting left starting tackles were out, so that could have a lot to do with it. But uh, pretty impressive win by uh, Tom Brady. And I mean that dude just <laughs> when is he gonna stop playing? That's just crazy. It's it's insane. Um, and, and Gronk. Gronk had a big game, too. Those two just know when to turn it on, man. It was, it was impressive. So quite the story um, for Tampa Bay, a team that hadn't made the playoffs, I think, but might maybe once or twice in the last seven or eight years, and now they win the Super Bowl. They pick up Tom Brady in the offseason, win the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow. They're so Texans fans, there is, there is a model <laughs> to make it happen, but – can it can it happen will it happen we'll see okay um once again thank you guys for listening to our uh, to our podcast and uh if this is your first time listening for uh and you you're here to hear coach carter awesome uh, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button and uh with that um here is uh the interview with coach carter by uh the sports glory guys and uh 
here we go. So today we'll be interviewing uh, Coach Carter, who coaches uh, football for Pinnock Middle School. So starting off, um, how long have you been coaching football? Uh, I've been coaching at Pinnock since 2011. Uh, so that's about about nine years now. Well, um, I graduated from college in 2011. So, but before that, I kind of coached. I student student taught for about a year. So technically, I've been coaching for about ten years now. Okay. What is your favorite memory of coaching football? So favorite far? memory? Wow. So many. Uh, a recent memory, actually, uh, was last year's um, game against Lanier. Um, we were down by, I want to say, almost 30 points at halftime. We ended up making a basically a 36-0 run. Ended up winning the game with a uh, last-minute defensive uh, uh, scoop and six. We basically, he uh, caused the fumble, picked the ball up, and ran it. I want to say about 80 yards for a touchdown. So that was like one of the most craziest games I've ever been part part of. And it was pretty awesome to actually be there on the field. Okay. So are there like any like specific players like on this year's team that like, you're excited for? Um, I'm actually excited about all everybody on the team this year. Um, we we finally have uh a good number of skilled players. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with the ball in their hands in the open field. I'm kind of excited about that. So you what said your, that you, ooh, sorry, my bad. Um, Like what are your expectations for this season? Like, like what record do you think you're going to have? Um, I expect us to have a winning record. Um, you know, the season has been, you know, it's, the years has been crazy in general. So, you know, we've been just, trying to get things um, kind of going. So I'm expecting us to have a really decent season this year. Um, Record-wise, it should be over 500. So you said that you started coaching when you got out of college. Yes. Um, did you play football when you were in college or as a student? Uh, no, I didn't play football during college. Um, I kind of focused more on I guess my schoolwork and just learning the outsets of the game. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm a big person, but uh, those, those college kids are humongous. And um, um, I didn't really, I didn't get a lot of offers. I got a couple, but I was better off. I had, I had more academic scholarships that will pay mostly of my uh, tuition and fees. So I went an academic route, but I, but me not playing football, I, I still love the football. I still love the game of football, and I still um, learned a lot from those those coaches and those players at the school I was at. So football never never went away from me. Okay, so how has COVID like changed practicing and like how like playing like? Oh man, that's a lot. It changed it a lot. Uh, you know, just having just like I'm a very in your face type of person or uh, guy, you know, it's just kind of hard. And then kind of hard talking to somebody when they're like maybe six feet away from you and you got to wear a mask the whole time. Um, that's one aspect. And then, you know, just like 
just the protocols we have to go through every single day just to make sure everybody's safe. Um, testing, uh, testing temperature before they get here. Um, actually, any practice earlier to make sure everybody can get in the locker room. You don't have a certain amount of people in the locker room. Um, just a lot of restrictions and just no time. I feel like it's not enough time because you just got to get through everything else. That's one of the big challenges. Did you play this sport when you were a student? Yes, I actually played a number, number of sports. Uh, but my main two was uh, football and basketball. But I also played uh, baseball for a couple of years, too. Have you ever or would you ever consider a different occupation? Ooh, what a great question. Um. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. So, well, I love sports. So, yeah, actually, yes. Um, if I wasn't a teacher or a coach, I'd probably be a sports agent. I mean, I anything dealing with sports, I'm I'm down. But I think I would probably be a pretty decent sports agent. So, what's the hardest like part of coaching football, like or basketball? Hardest part. Um, it's really uh, the hardest part. Actually, well, I'm saying middle school, the hardest part is, you know, you develop a kid in seventh grade and eighth grade, then it kind of stops. Um, I feel like you do so much more with the, if you have a kid a long term. Um, other than that, I really don't see a lot of problems. I mean, I, I love it. I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Besides being a sports agent, of course, but uh, um, I love it. Like, I've been wanting to be a coach since I was in uh, high school. Um, we actually had to do a, um, in my sophomore year of high school, we had to write a, a paper about what you want to do when you grow up. And that was my thing. Um, I wanted to be a coach, I want to be part of sports. I, I love, I love it. So, yeah. So uh, who are we playing today? Um, we are playing Marlin. Um, they they usually have a, a pretty decent team. Um, they've actually won, I say, the last two or three years. They 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 won um, zone. So it should be a, a pretty big game today. What's your record so far? Well, this is actually our first game. Um, due to COVID, they kind of cut our season season short. So this is actually our first game of the season. So I'm super excited. The kids are super excited. Um, just kind of just ready to get on the field officially. If you were to take another occupation outside of sports, like commentating, like commentating sports, uh, which station would you commentate on? Yeah, sorry, say it one more time for me. If you were to commentate on a station, what station would it be? Uh, oh, ESPN. Uh, any 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 sport on ESPN, I would I would love to commentate for. That would be that be that's like a dream dream job right there. Okay.
And then just overall, what is the, what is your favorite part about your job? Uh, oh, the kids. Oh, kids, I, I love kids. Just being interactive. It, kids keep you young. Um, yeah, the kids, being around the kids, actually watching the kids develop. Uh, that's, that's, that's one of the best parts of the job right there, just the development of, 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 a, of a kid or a student or athlete, excuse me. Thank you for joining us, Coach. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, welcome back to the Global Home Soccer. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, for different games. I'll be talking about Tottenham uh, versus West Bromwich. Uh, this was a very good game. I think Tottenham is a really good team uh, in the Premier League. And they won uh, 2-0. We saw Harry Kane and Son Hing Min score. I think those are two really good, both those are their two best for they are best players on the team for forwards because we see that they have Kane and and Son, which he's really good. We seen him play well, um, uh, hit their games before, and I think they 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 take they take a good win. But for um, uh, Westbrook with with um, I haven't seen them. Uh, that much because we see that they haven't won many games. Uh, they have lost from three, so I think uh, they're not doing so good this uh, season. For now, I think they. I always. I don't think um, they're one of the best because I don't see um, many good players play on that team, but I do see the, like Harry Kane's one of the. We see, like, when he played for England in the World Cup, he was like, like wow, he, like, he was like, really good. He was up there with like, the other uh, international teams. But we also see that Tottenham um, has been, hasn't been winning much either. They won two of their five games. They lost against Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, and Brighton. Uh, and we also saw. Well, this is a game about uh, almost uh, four days ago. However, we did see uh, Tottenham play again yesterday against Everton. But, uh, they lost. Uh, this was a really close game. It was a five to four game. We saw uh, May. We saw nine goals, and this was for the FA Cup. So it was, I think. Uh, I think everything's really good also. Um, but this time, Tottenham couldn't take it home. We see San Davidson, Sanchez, Eric, Lamela, and uh, Eric Kane score. However, that wasn't enough for them to draw or tie uh, or win. So I think everything did really good. They really played this really good. Um, 
I think uh, mm, I think have the upper hand, but maybe not because we do see uh, uh, for uh, Everton, we have some uh, recognizable players like um, Mr. Rodriguez and some other players. Uh, but I think they played it well against uh, Tottenham's lineup. Because Tottenham is really good, really. So I know we see Kane, Lamela, Hume-Wing, Davis, uh, Sanchez, Loris, uh, and then Mara. But I think they could have maybe played a bit different. So I didn't see uh, that. I think Son score, which he usually does, did it make really good. We just didn't play. I don't. He. This was one of his good games. We saw him. He was the forward, starting forward, but I think uh, he did some errors here and there. So maybe that could like, improved from him. But yeah, I think around Tottenham doing uh. Okay for the season, and I pass it on. Uh, this Jaira and peace. Hello, today I'm gonna be talking about the Barcelona against Sevilla game. It's gonna it's the so first of all, I would say it was not a good game for Barcelona. Barcelona had some difficulties with Sevilla, and first we're gonna start off with the with the stats 11 shots for Sevilla and 13 for Barcelona Barcelona um, had chances but they didn't deliver the ball to the to the goals and they they Sevilla had um, three shots on target and Barcelona had four possession of the ball 46 percent and 54 percent for Barcelona um, Sevilla had 538 passes and and Barcelona had 611 passes. Pass accuracy 86% for Sevilla and 88% for Barcelona. Foul 16 for Sevilla and 6 for Barcelona. Yellow cards 3 for Sevilla and 1 for Barcelona. No red card, no offsides, and 2 corners for Sevilla and 7 for Barcelona. <clears throat> and the two scorers were Jules Condre and Ivan Rakitic. You heard it right. The, the guy from the guy, the midfielder who came from Barcelona scoring in, on his old team. So um, my personal opinion about, about the game was that Barcelona had to defend better. Yeah, they had to defend better and make better substitutions. And, and I think that um, they could be playing better in the future. And um i think that barcelona's gonna um gonna tie it up or even score more goals than sevilla because it's a semi-final and it has it's really the first leg right now they're gonna do the second leg so i think in the second leg they're gonna um play better i guess yeah and yeah and two goals two zero two sevilla two um zero barcelona and that's it. I'm going to pass it down to Brandon. Hey, I'm Brandon, and I'm doing Manchester City versus Liverpool. It was a 
pretty weird start. Nobody made goals for the first half. Though there was a penalty, but they missed it. And then right after the half, a red card was passed to Rudin, and Liverpool took a chance, and they scored a penalty goal on them, which was quite impressive. And right after that, Manchester City also pulled another goal. Three minutes right after that, which was quite impressive for me to see. And then there was another yellow card from Fabian, which Manchester almost made it, but then they scored it after. And then right after that, they scored another goal five minutes after, which was, I don't know how this stuff's happening. And then another five minutes, just before the game ends, they score another goal or Phil Don with a second goal. And then I'm, I don't know what's happening with Liverpool. They already lost four games in a row, and they're going quite bad ever since they switched coaches. The old coach was pretty good, I would like to say. He did a lot of good shots. And it's called Liverpool had, well, how do I describe this? They were, like, failing really bad. Like, the team wasn't doing that much effort anymore now that there was a new coach and stuff. There was no red cards this game, which is good, I guess. The pass ratio was actually both good. They all worked together. Manchester and Liverpool both had good teamwork. They both did good stuff. But what's called Liverpool was failing horrible. Like the team didn't want to be over there anymore. And then Manchester won. And that's about it. And now I'm gonna pass it to Daniel. Hey guys, I'm gonna be speaking about um Wolverhampton and Leicester City. Um, the final score of this game was 0-0, which was, in my opinion, was a very good game. Both teams had a lot of shots, like, it was actually crazy. They had, like, around 13 shots each, but to be honest, none of them were not targeted. Like, it was a lot of misses in the game. And Wolves' lineup didn't include uh, Rowan Jimenez because he was injured. He had a incident in the back of his head, which caused him to go to the hospital, and that left him uh, out for quite a while. And I definitely feel like if they had him, they would have had a definitely huge advantage. But since they didn't, I guess that's why they lost. But in my opinion, if he was there, he would have um, taken that W for Wolverhampton. But right now, uh, Wolverhampton in the in the the lineups they had uh, Nevis with one yellow card, Madison from the other team from Leicester City with another yellow card. Evans had got another yellow card, and so Yunko had got another yellow card. So Leicester City was left with three yellow cards in that game for their team. And Right now, in the in right now, Leicester City is on top of the the leaderboard, and Wolverhampton is pretty low in the leaderboard right now. Which is, I mean, like I'm saying, if Raúl Jiménez was playing these past games, I would have definitely feel like he would have been helping Wolverhampton a lot more than and better than they're playing right now. Because right now, uh, Wolverhampton. Is in 14th place 
not even leaving them in the UF Champions League group stage, neither the Europa League group stage. And right now, Leicester City is in third place with uh, 43 points, and Wolf, Wolf, the Wolves have 27. And they're all by, what, six points? And yeah, I definitely hope they could bring this together. And I'll see you guys next time. Back to Hoops and Hit with their host, Brian Blackburn, Wolf Banner, and Charles Graff. Okay, guys, what do you guys want to talk about right now? Okay, so I think there was a lot of good games through this last week. So, so Thursday I told you to watch out for that Ohio State-Iowa game, and uh, that was a really good game. Final score, uh, Ohio taking home the win, 89-85. I mean, it was 89-81 with like 40 seconds left, and I would try. They scored four points, but they could not. They could not get the dub. I mean, it's understandable. You can't score eight points in forty seconds. But that was a huge game, and it was really important because it wasn't. I mean, there's some dominant players, sure, but it was just the the whole uh, Ohio team just played really complete and well. So that was a really good. Yeah, game. Ohio State found a way to shut down Luca Garza. Like he only had sixteen points and five, uh, seven rebounds. So. Speaking of, this yeah. is a guy who usually averages like 12 rebounds and 25 points. That's a good job for Ohio State. Good win for them. So, I mean, yeah. also, speaking of Luka Garza, so I don't, a lot of people are saying that he's not going to go even first round. What do you think about that, y'all? Yeah, so the typical guy He's not NBA. Yeah, he's like we know like he's a good score and rebounder. He, his yeah, like Brayden said, his play style is not amazing. Like, he, okay, his play style is good, but it's not like it'll work like to perfection how he wants it to in the NBA. He'll be a late second rounder, but just a lot of people, people maybe they'll think, yeah, and yeah, he has big size for college basketball, but like in the NBA, it's not like he'll be like a star right away like okay maybe he could be a steal in the draft but i don't see him having like an amazing like i don't see him putting up the, these numbers in the nba yeah so that was the big game of thursday not so there's no good games games last friday but um fall, a game on saturday houston oklahoma or texas oklahoma state my bad it went no. to double overtime but Texas still lost by eight, so disappointing. But um, man, that was a crazy. Hey, Cunningham, the who's going to be likely the first overall pick. He, he showed up for that game, and he played amazing. Oh yeah, he was incredible. Watching think, like, yeah, it's always it's, disappointing whenever this happens because you know been, there's been some upsets like Tech got upset on Tuesday. Yeah, te- Texas Tech lost to. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wisconsin lost to Illinois, along with number 10, Alabama, losing to number 18, Missouri. So that was pretty. And then we thought Iowa, like, going into that game on um against Ohio State, they were like, we were thinking, oh, maybe they're a top five team. But then they lose to Indiana on Sunday by two. So, um like, maybe I was not. Maybe their play style is not going to work because you can't 
you can't handle you can't like build around one player for like the entire year. Like you have to get more shooters. You have to yeah, pass the ball more. The they they they're saying like without him, their entire team their entire team is sunk, and that's just not a good way to be because yeah yeah he's gonna get injured or like something's gonna happen, and your entire thing is just gonna collapse. Like you can't and just I, handle on him. You can't just handle like or depend on him for the NCAA tournament. They play yeah, like that or this play style, they'll be out Iowa, in like the round of thirty-two. Yeah, they got. Uh, they lost to Indiana, unranked Indiana beat them by two points. I mean, they they've got to start getting something working. And um, besides, like we all know, it's likely going to be Luca Garza who wins the Wooden Award. But like, who are some dark horse candidates? Who are some people who could? possibly take it away from him because he hasn't been playing that well lately. Kate Cunningham, Ev- uh, Jalen Suggs, Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, that, those were my Obley. two people because Jalen Suggs, um, Gonzaga number one team, and Jalen Suggs has, he's yeah. been their best player. He's been putting up all, all these numbers for them. I don't, I don't think it's going to be What's your take on um, Kate Cunningham? What's your take on Kate Cunningham? Because you see him. He's only 19 years old, and he's only a freshman. It's like how he's, still, like, how he's taking over. Yeah, he is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, so Ohio State, they have been on a roll lately. We all know oh, that Gonzaga absolutely. and Baylor are going to be like two onesies, but like the other two will probably be like, you're gonna probably put Ohio State in there. Maybe you'll put like, I'll probably be Ohio State and Villanova. Maybe Michigan. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Whoever wins I, that head to head game. Michigan is really solid. They have a what Hunter, Hunter Dickinson. He's doing like 15 points a game. I, Michigan's looking incredible. But also, number 14 West Virginia beat number seven Texas Tech 82-71. I don't. That was a big upset. Yeah. I don't find it. I mean, it's a pretty shock. They win by like a 10. That's a pretty shocking upset. But like West Virginia is, um, they're only number 14. People have been thinking, oh, they, they're really bad. Yeah. And you never know. Like, yeah, West Virginia, they beat the second best team in the Big 12. I mean, pretty impressive. Yeah. It's West Virginia's talent. They have people like Sean McNeil. They have, um, Sean. McNeil, he can shoot really well. Um, and if he can keep playing like this, I say this for a lot. But like, if he can keep playing like this, they can maybe make a maybe make a run. You never know. Yeah, but then you got Texas, and they beat Kansas State. That was a close game. What 80-77? Yeah, they, not well played by Texas. I mean, Kansas State's the worst team in the Big Twelve. Yeah, if and can't. I mean, okay, Andrew Jones is he's his story's incredible. Go check it out. Um but he's he's had a great year this year. Um obviously he had that um game winning three pointer against West Virginia and then he had like a go ahead three against Kansas State. So um and he had twenty four points in that game. So he's just he can help oh Texas in the long what? run. But I don't see Texas like- going that far in the tournament. He's getting like number, or sorry, he's getting like 17 points a game. But also, like you said, uh, Duke and 
uh, North Carolina, USC. Oh, yes, yes. This is the first time in, like, 60 years that, like, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, UCLA, and, like, this one other team, all of them are unranked. Oh, no, yeah, and Kansas. All yeah. five of those teams are unranked. This is, like, the first time. But, I mean, North Carolina's not awful this year. You're right, you're right. They're, they're just unranked. And, yeah, they were awful last year. There seems like North Carolina is probably the best out of them, but like Kentucky, they like usually you can depend on Kentucky to like win an easy game like against Arkansas, but they lost. Yeah, they lost that, and Duke lost to Notre Dame. That was actually a pretty good game. I mean, do they're all like oh. They, uh, Roy Williams, my, Coach K, and um, John Calipari, their coaches for all of them, they are like generational type coaches, coaches you can't find in everywhere. And yeah, they're I not just... having like, I'm not going to say they're really because they're not really bad because you can still, because in years to come, they'll have great recruiting and they'll be good. But like, have a look. Yeah. I wanted number two Baylor versus number twelve Oklahoma. I wanted that, but that was postponed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Why was one that? last game to one last ga- a couple game more games to talk about. Um, from last night, Villanova beat Marquette, Houston beat uh, South Florida, and um, Missouri number ten Missouri lost by twenty one to Ole Miss. Twenty one. That is um, yeah. pretty 10, shocking. Too. Like. And Iowa, they uh, picked themselves back up again. Because Missouri beat Iowa, Alabama. That's the whole reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, and then, you know, Rutgers kind of collapsing against Iowa. At least Iowa beat Rutgers. That kind of improves their thing. But Iowa's got to get something working. Anyway, I think yeah, that's going to. Yeah, they need to, like, that's going to wrap it up. Yeah, we'll see you next week. There's a lot of good games to cover. Um, oh, and stay tuned because stay tuned for the next couple episodes because we're going to be interviewing the Pinnock cheer coach, uh, Miss Taylor. So um, that'll be exciting. We'll see you really next good. week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank right. you. Bye. My name is Caleb. My name is Ethan. What? And my name is James. And we're the Lone Strays. And this week, I think we're mostly going to be reviewing a little bit of the Super Bowl and might talk about something else. So, yeah. All right. So, you know, the Super Bowl. The, uh, well, surprising the Buccaneers actually won, which I didn't think was going to yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people were, like, surprised by it. There were a lot of people that were going for I think it was, like, Half of half of people that I knew that were going for um, the Chiefs and the other for the Buccaneers, but I think it was like kind of a blowout. It was nine to thirty-one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. In the end, so I think it was. It, it, it was, was a not good a good game. game but they the, like. Really. It was not a good game for the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Warren was like just struggling. Mahomes was just like yeah. around every single play. And it's just, you know. I think towards the end, since since the score wasn't so good, they had just, like, kind of 
slowed down a little since the score was kind of, you know, not progressing and it was getting towards the end of the game. They just probably wanted to put a rest to it and it felt like it was going to be the end already. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Um, Yeah. You know, it was just uh, like, you know, they didn't score any touchdowns, the Chiefs. So that's that's not really good. Um. I mean, a few wide receivers, like, they dropped the ball a few times. Um, you know, it's a Super Bowl. You got to come with everything you got, and just dropping the ball is not really going to cut it, you know. So, but, yeah, it was also, I'm not saying this is, like, the reason they won, but, like, it definitely was, you know, an effect. Like, it was a home game for the Buccaneers. Like, they had, they played it in their uh, stadium, which was, Kind of give them a little bit of home field advantage. Yeah. When you're, like, at your home um, area, you play better to, like, because it's your home area, like, you need to represent it well. So, I guess that's what also pushed them to play better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then they have all the fans, like, screaming and stuff. I don't really – like, I think they should, like, if that happens, like, where they get, like, a home – because, like, in the Super Bowl, it's supposed to be, like, a random stadium. But, like, they take turns and stuff. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. The thing, it's supposed to be, like, a random stadium, but, like, it just ends up with the Buccaneers th- this year. And the Buccaneers went to the Super Bowl, so it was just kind of, like, uh, you know, kind of, like... Un- yeah, it was, like, they were just there. It was... I'm not saying that's the reason It was good, though. But, uh... Yeah, the, the fans were kind of have that that home state advantage, you know, yeah. I don't know, like in a way. Home advantage. Yeah, it, 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 it's not the reason they lost, but, you know. It, yeah. It, they should probably, like, change that. Like, they should probably, like, change that, you know. Because, like, it's... Yeah, you know, it's not really fair. Not, not, it's not really supposed to have an advantage. Like, more motivation and stuff for the fans. Yeah, and if yeah. you're not at home, you may feel, like, a little... You're the opposing team, so you you have to try harder because the other team is already at their little advantage because they're in their home area. Yeah, that and like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, this is the Super Bowl, so not, a team's not really supposed to have an advantage, right? So, uh, yeah. I mean, just having that, I kind of. I mean, of they probably should have. They probably should have changed it, but because of COVID, yeah. they probably weren't able to make all of new preparations and stuff. Because you know, there's not much yeah. they can yeah. really do. You can't really like change it like last second because you don't really know who's gonna be the Super Bowl until like two weeks later. Yeah. More preparation that goes into you know setting yeah. up for the Super Bowl. With like so, halftime and. With all the seating, they would yeah, have to, like, clean it, I'm like, pretty sure, and everything. And, and especially with COVID, too, you have to, like, clean yeah. everything. So it's just, like, yeah. so, I mean, it's nice, you know, I guess it's just chance, you know. You know, like, it's bad luck for the Chiefs. Especially, like, um, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't So, yeah, it wasn't a good game. I, mean, uh, I think they probably they scored, like, once. They scored once in the first quarter, once probably in the second quarter, once in the third quarter. I'm not really sure, but it was like nine to like 38 or something like that. Nine to 35. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a good game for but them. Like, but like since you were talking about last time, I think it was Tom Brady about retiring. Since he did yeah. win the Super Bowl, he may like you know since he got 
another Super Bowl win, he may be retired if he does. I don't know. Maybe. Tom I mean, Brady's old, but I think he'll go for like another year. Yeah, probably another year. Like, I'm thinking maybe. Yeah. Because they may want more. Years, at most two years. So that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because yeah. I think Tom Brady, he's really and good. As soon as, as, soon as Tom Brady retires, Gronk is also going to re-retire. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it'd just be, you know, kind of like a domino effect for them. And, all right. Anyone have, you know, any other thoughts on the Super Bowl? No. That's like a halftime show. Is good too. Halftime show? Yeah. Is, it is okay. Is it, you know. It, you know. I didn't really just, pay attention to it much, though. Yeah, I, I didn't really, like, I watched the game a decent amount, but, you know, not as much as I usually do. So, but, yeah, the halftime show is okay. It, it wasn't, you know. One of the top ones, I feel like. I mean, I kind of like you, but... You did? Yeah. All right, so... Oh, yeah. So, um... The thing is with the, uh... What, the, um... Chiefs? You know, there's, like... I think at least, like, one or two uh, offensive linemen got COVID, and they couldn't play in the Super Bowl. So it was just, uh, you know, the offensive line was probably the reason, like, the uh, Chiefs lost, just because, um, you know, yeah. teams had to, like, scramble everything, and it was just, uh, not, no, like, not a good look for them, especially losing that much to a team that, you know, in theory should be as good as them. But mm-hmm. the, and just, uh, you know, sometimes it just doesn't, you know, end up that good. All right, so um, I guess we can talk about basketball. We haven't really talked about that that much recently. So, uh, yeah. first of all, you know, the Rockets are just kind of like, I don't know, like expecting, like they're, like no one's really like expecting them, you know, do good this year, I feel like. But especially with, um, you know, was got injured, so and he was like one of our better players. So uh, yeah, it's just you know we're definitely not going to do good this year. We're not. We're probably not going to make the playoffs, and you know, it's just yeah. Um, I don't know. All of our teams are like are just like falling apart right now. Yeah, we lost like hurt. We pardon. Harden, um, yeah. yeah, lost, you know, Astros players, he lost. Yeah, Houston Texas changes. players, like, yeah, it's just, you know, not, not looking. It's going certain. down. Like, yeah. But hopefully, you know, it, it will it'll stop going down, you know, keep going up, you know. Yeah. Just, that'll be good, that'll be good. Anyone have, you know, any other thoughts on just anything Houston sports related? I mean, we're just like. We're losing everything, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Astros. When yeah. I don't, like, really know, like, what's going to happen. Yeah, it's, you know? yeah, I mean, hopefully, like, someone will feel like that, like, nice idea. Yeah. Springer. I mean, leadership-wise and, like, you know, I guess, like, for 
this season, like hitting wise, because you know he is definitely good to the Astros. Yeah. All right, I think we're gonna end it there. Um, thank you for listening. With the love shows and thank you. Yeah. Hi, I'm Erica, and I'm here with Kashi and this soccer champions. Today we have a lot to discuss and with, with me steaming out of the way with big league. I think after their win in Liverpool, Mansi has secured their win for the year. Man United just to get uh, uh, Twice, but if but any only with that man you is taking their spot games from now. We also have something news with Messi. Has literally just leered out. The, the, he says he's not moving PSG, which is the Man City is going to win him in the summer one, which is a very, very big thing, which I'm going not to hopefully, hopefully he does not leave if anybody has been in Barcelona as long as Messi Kirsten Alright, so we also have for today um, in the for the French League where PSG is going up against in the Champions League against Barca. We were all looking forward to seeing Messi and Neymar going up against each other, but that may not happen because Neymar got injured in one of his games this week, I think. And also, we also have a game coming up today at 12 for Bayern Munich versus Tigris in, uh, at 12. So, yeah, that's going to be maybe a good game if you want to watch it today. And now we can go to season. All right. Thank you for that good, uh, good. Thank you for that good explanation of Bayern Munich. But also we have Di, Di Maria and his new injury. He will not be playing uh, in the this match against uh, against Barcelona, and neither will Pjanic and Barthrun be playing. <laughs> In the match against PSG, but I'm Rufusa, and this is Soccer Champions. Hi, welcome to our welcome to our NFL podcast. In this podcast, I mean, how about welcome to our NBA podcast? In this podcast, we'll talk about the Bucks versus Nuggets game. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 30 points and 9 rebounds. 
Chris Middleton had 29 points, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds. Brian Forbes had 15 points, 1 assist, and 5 rebounds. Brooke Lopez had 30 had 13 points, 1 assist, and 7 rebounds. Dante DeVinso had 13 points, 2 assists, and 7 rebounds. Nikola Jogic had 35 points, 6 assists, and 12 rebounds. Will Barton had 24 points, 4 assists, and 1 rebound. Paul Mistop had 14 points, 1 assist, and 5 rebounds. Monte Morris had 12 points and 3 assists. Jamal Murray had 11 points, 4 assists, and 3 rebounds. The game was very uh, back and forth through, throughout the game, but the Bucks ended up winning the, the game. The Bucks won 125 to 112. After this game, the Bucks are 16 to 8. The Nuggets are now 12 and 11. I thought this game was pretty competitive because I don't know. I feel like Jokic is gonna be is gonna be like an MVP. He, yeah, he, he did great was, in this game. Yeah, he's definitely in the conversation yeah. for MVP. Yeah, Jokic. Yeah, there's like so many like centers right now that are doing good. Like Cat just came back. Joel Embiid's doing great. Jokic is doing great. There's a lot of big men in the league right now doing amazing. Yeah. And then I don't know. I feel like I feel like the rock the Rockets will be in the playoffs. They'll probably be like the lower part of the playoffs, but they'll probably make it. Yeah, they, if they play someone bad in the beginning, then they'll be in the second round, but they'll probably get knocked out by then. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad, like, everyone, like, I, I actually expected, like, how uh, DeMarcus Cousins is going to play, how how Victor Aldipo is going to play, and John Wall. And but Victor Aldipo kind of surprised me. So. How did y'all feel about the Super Bowl? I liked it. But, like, I feel it was kind of intense. Um... With the future goat and the current goat. Yeah, but the only person on that team was trying was Patrick Mahomes and the kicker. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady has seven three and you're ready. So he has more rings than uh the Steelers whole team. Yeah. So it proves like it's Tom Brady that's good and not like the Patriots, other players. Uh, I think that Tom Brady is better than the Patriots by himself. Because he 
went to Tampa in his first year and then he took him over to the Super Bowl when they didn't, you know, they didn't really have a chance of making it until they got him and took him around. Yeah. I remember they they did not expect the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl. They did expect the Chiefs, though. Even, even now we'll do it for NBA. Yeah, Gronk was doing good. He was like carrying. Yeah, I didn't think that he would be that in the jewel. Yeah, I honestly this season I thought Gronk was not going to be this good. Like. Be this good because he was since in retirement. All right, thank you for watching our NBA slash NFL podcast. Hello and welcome to the Shot Clock, your NBA recap podcast segment. My name is Ryan. I'm here with Ali Abdul and Edward. And this week, we're be, I think we should go over um, kind of the differences between. So, so any opening thoughts for y'all? Yeah. So, so far, I mean, like the West has been far more dominant than the East. Like they have, like, looking at the standings last time, like they had like more than eight teams, which has been not for the playoffs over like. Like a eight, like solid teams, while the East has only like the East only has um f- like four good teams, to be honest. Like the Celtics, yeah. the Nets, yeah. the Bucks, and the Seventy Sixers. And other than that, they've been playing pretty bad. But the West, on the other hand, they have like they have um ten good teams. So I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big. Why? Yeah, they, yeah, like that's that's crazy because you look at it, you think, oh, the Kings, they're in tenth, they're not doing that well, and then you compare that to the East, and like they would they would be fifth in the East. That's like, so like, how do you think that difference will kind of affect playoffs? Because because I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this. The West is going to win the playoffs no matter what. Well, actually, no. Uh, I don't know. There'll be like. I think the playoffs will only get interesting in the East in like the conference semifinals, so the second round. Yeah. So, so do you think that like the playoffs should stay the way they are, right? Like, do you think that do you think that like it should stay the same way of eight teams from each conference, or should it be the top sixteen teams total? I thought I, I, mean, I think I that it should be top sixteen teams, but there's travel, so like you could be playing like one team like let's say the one seed the Knicks and the sixteen seed is the Lakers. They'd have to be traveling across the country. Like every like that'd be a lot of travel. Yeah. So. yeah. That that's fair. That's fair. Abdul, what'd you have to say? You are trying to start I, I think the way that they did uh, that they explained it this year in the beginning, I think it's good because uh, they it used to be Eight top eight, they go to the playoff. Now I think it's top twelve because the other the plan. 
is that the plan or are they going to do it this year? I think they're going to do a plan tournament. So like for like the eighth spot, they put the four the four best teams. I mean the four last bottom. They put the four like uh like playoff like on the fringe of being in the playoffs, and then they battle it out for the last spot. So I mean I don't know if you it's good to win that or not because like. If normally if you're the eight seed, you're probably not gonna make it past the first round. And maybe I don't know, you can like if you lose, then you get a higher draft pick. So it's it's kinda interesting to think about. Yeah. But I think it's good because the four extra team gets a chance uh, to get into playoff. Like last year the Suns they they had the same record as the Grizzlies and they didn't make the playoff, which was kind of unfair because they in the bubble they went undefeated and still they didn't make the playoff. Yeah, yeah, like that's kind of interesting, right? Because like if your team gets off to a slow start, right? So say you go, say you go like in your first fifteen games, you go five and ten, right? But then like as the the season goes on you get you get better but it's not enough because you're put in the in the in the west right you improve at the at the time of the start of the playoffs right you could be the better team but it doesn't matter you're still not able to make it right because like what you do in the beginning of the season impacts you so much like i don't know i don't know man i also think that some uh, some western teams should go even though they're not moving, like, their region, they should, like, uh, change the Western and Eastern a couple teams so, like, the Eastern could be more competitive. Like, the Western is way too competitive. Like, smaller teams that have, like, they could be, like, top eight in the East are, like, way at the bottom in the West. Wait, wait, what do you mean? You, you mean you think that they should, like, switch some of the East and West teams are around. Yeah, they should like change a yeah. couple of competitive. But doesn't that doesn't that kind of like kind of make the East and the West like the names kind of not mean anything then? It'd be kind of like the like... AFC and the NFC, or like the National League and the American League. Yeah, yeah. they should yeah. make it like. So yeah, I think divisions like are a good idea right like it gets like these like these intense rivalries going right and all yes. this stuff again the travel thing too but just like i don't know like a, a geographical split like 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 straight down the middle like east and west left and right like i don't think i could i don't think that's like the best way that they could do it you know? but like what's the alternative right like splitting it all up because then that travel problem comes back so i don't really know the planes will work this year if it works good i think the nba will keep if it doesn't they probably make a new idea or something yeah so another thing in the news recently has been like how um how things have been like going on with covid and the nba because like there was something there's something pretty controversial with the other last week so like it was a nationally televised game. I'm pretty sure it was the Nets, and um, I'm not sure. I, was, I think it was another Eastern Conference team. Let's say the Celtics, but um, Kevin Durant. So he was. So so. Uh, 
So basically what happened was so the so Kevin Durant, he the NBA said that he was in contact with like somebody that might have had COVID, but they weren't too sure. So to be safe, they had ruled him out like he couldn't play. But then they realized it was a nationally televised game. And then, like, the ratings would go down if Kevin Durant didn't play. So they said, oh, you can play. But then, later in the game, it turned out that the guy that he was in contact with had COVID. So they sat him out, like, in the fourth quarter, basically ruined the net, ruining the Nets' chances to win the game. So I don't think they handled that too, too very well. And I don't think that was, like, the smartest move by the NBA, letting him play. Yeah, I think, I think when it comes to sports in, in COVID, you got to go either, like, all out or none at all, right? Like, you, you got to stop the problem before it starts, kind of. Like, if, if, if they had suspicions that KD was around somebody with COVID, they should have benched him the whole game. Like, you already put these people at risk, and you and you still sat him out, right? Like, I'm not saying that he should have played the whole game, of course, but, like, you got to be extra careful, right? This I don't want the NBA to turn into the NFL, man, with, with teams going out every other week. So, I mean... That's just kind of the challenge, though, because, like, Kyrie with all that stuff, and then just, like, now this, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, and another thing COVID-related is, like, many NBA stars, um, LeBron, Giannis, and I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant as well, they all said that they, like, they were fine having an all-star game, but they mentally wouldn't be there with all the challenges with COVID and, like, how it's kind of, like, dangerous to have, like, all- meaningless game like it does like boost the rating for the NBA that's why they're deciding to keep it but like yeah. I think they should kind of be like the NFL like they canceled the Pro Bowl but yeah I don't think they could like postpone it but like it's a meaningless game and like let's say somebody somebody gets COVID there there's a COVID outbreak with the NBA's best players that would kind of ruin the season for like the next couple of weeks or so yeah they should have something yeah. something like last year like the bubble because the bubble the it work it worked very well now that other people got COVID yeah, but it's hard to do the a bubble for like 70 games so I don't yeah. think that'd be it's possible and with 30 yeah, teams instead of the game is kind of interesting right because, like, cause it, 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 it is meaningless, right? Like, it doesn't help or hurt any of the teams, right? It's just for fun. So is it worth risking COVID to have it on, right? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a popular game. A lot of people watch it, which is, like, why the, why the NBA might want to host it, right? It's getting the money. But is it really, like, okay to put, like, the ratings and the money over the, like, health and safety of the players? I'm not sure it is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they should just cancel it like the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl? Or yeah, they, they, I mean, not the Super Bowl. Yeah, but the funny thing is, like, they don't want, like, LeBron doesn't want the All-Star game to be played. Yet he's, like, the most voted for person in the NBA to be an All-Star captain. So the fans want to be there to be an All-Star game, but the players don't. And at the end of the day, it comes up to Adam Silver's decision on, like, the and the people of our, like the NBA leaders to decide whether it should be played or not, and I think they're gonna play it because like at the end of the day, the NBA is an entertainment business and like they get money. But I don't know, it's kind of risky though, because like let's say LeBron gets COVID because of the All Star break, that would be kind of, um, that'd be kind of controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, and I think uh, if y'all have nothing else to add, I think we can end our segment here. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is your new week's full of weekly sports news. Today, we are going to be discussing the topic of, well, the Super Bowl that just happened, which was between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The final score was 31-9 to in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just annihilated the Chiefs. Let's hop into it. Charles, do you have... So, wait. First, I think that we should talk about the quarterbacks. So, how how do you feel like each quarterback did? Charles. You no, know, I feel like uh, Mahomes got let down. His O-line was not great. Oh, totally, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, Mahomes, he didn't play his... Like, I've seen him play better, but, I mean, the offensive line, they just, they gave him, like, no time. I mean, it was just, they snapped the ball to Mahomes, then the defensive line of the Buccaneers just came charging through. The offensive line didn't even stand a chance, nor did Mahomes. Um... So, yeah, like, that I think was the main part of which it was the defense for the teams that really helped, or for the Bucks that really helped. The Kansas defense, or the Kansas City Chiefs defense, um, that just, like, that also fell apart. I mean, there really was no – the only people I feel that were doing good on Kansas were the receivers. Um, You know, I felt like the Bucks' offense was good. Their O-line played great. Tom Brady only got pressured like five times around there. You know, yeah. Mahomes got pressured – Mahomes, it was just like, I mean, Mahomes, it was, if he, like, he he just kept on getting pressured. There was just like, it was consistent and nonstop, and there was no end in sight, really. I like the way Bucks guarded uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill, if they didn't guard him well, then the score could have been completely different. Because that guy is, he's a, um, he's a big threat to any team that is playing against the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I like what they did to guard him. They put uh, Winfield, their safety, double-teaming him, 
and allowing Kelsey to go underneath. But by the time Kelsey got to be open underneath, the D-line was already back there to get Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um. So right now I'm looking at the stats, and it turns out that the Chiefs actually had more yards than the Bucks. By the Chiefs had 350, and the Buccaneers had 340. The Chiefs also had more passing yards with 243 to 195, but had less rushing yards and less yards per play. Yeah, that would make sense because um, the Chiefs were, like, chasing them um, the entire game, so they had to pass the ball more. So it makes sense how the Buccaneers... Oh, uh, yeah. The Chiefs had two interceptions thrown. I mean, and also they had about roughly three minutes under in their time of possession. They had more plays. They had three sacks allowed. Oh, wow. So they sacked Mahomes three times. I got 52% hurries. I feel also like the Chiefs, the Chiefs punted too much. Like, I mean, they, they just kept on punting it. And I feel like, I feel like some of those times they could have gotten a full on touchdown. Oh, man, the thing is, uh, there was a, a third down before the half. Buccaneers, oh no, Chiefs have the ball, right? Andy Reid called a timeout, which was too aggressive in my opinion, because that gives Tom Brady time to score, because it was 14-6, to six, and that yeah. made it 26 going into half, because that, that was unnecessary by Andy Reid. I would have not, you can't give Tom Brady time like that. I, um, I don't feel like just watching the Super Bowl was very fun, you know? The game wasn't even really close. And then the halftime show, it, it was decent. But I, I was a little bit confused. A lot bit confused. Because, like... I mean, all those lights and... Well, he was in that maze and... Oh my gosh, my eyes were just like, ah! Hey, but doesn't this prove that defense wins championships? Defense? Um, well, defense partially wins championships. It depends on how good your defense is. If you have an insane defense, yeah, you're you're probably gonna win some championships. If you have a if you have a good defense but a great offense, then it's probably gonna be your offense that's winning them championships. I mean like Wow. Yeah, and you know, the Buccaneers were not picked to win this game whatsoever. Oh, yeah, like, they, I oh, mean, yeah. you you did predict, 
You predicted that the Buccaneers would win, but you didn't expect this upset to happen. You know, I had that in the back of my mind because, you know, I feel like the Buccaneers' defense will be great on good days, and it will still be good on average days. I I feel like... The Chiefs just really choked that up. And also, I feel like it was partially... Well, I just feel bad for the Chiefs coach. Because, um, uh, like, two days before, his son was had taken medicine and then was drinking. Got in a car crash. And uh, two, one kid might not make it and another one has brain damage to injured like two little kids so I, I feel like that coach had that on his mind also you know i feel like um in the second half mahomes's confidence was shot like he knows the o-line more than any of us he knows them he plays with them every day you know and yeah it just felt like he had to run 30 yards back, and then no look. I mean, throw an interception. Just you know, there's a lot of things that they could have done better. But in the end of the day, give props to Tom Brady, man. 43 years old, still doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anything else we need to talk about? I I don't. I don't think so. So I guess that wraps up our um our weekly sports news and we will see you next time. All right, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you here back next week for another episode of One Hour School Wide.